Hey there, I'm Tony Ann. I am a wife and a mom of two little boys, and I'm a general dentist and reservist in the Navy. And I get it when it comes to be a busy working mom. I struggle with the thoughts of feeling like I wasn't good enough and losing my identity in motherhood. So I get it. And this is why I created The Real Happy Mom. To be a real happy mom, you have to remain authentic and true to yourself, and you don't need to be a so-called perfect mom. On the Real Happy Mom podcast, we'll interview real moms to chat about real life experiences. These guests and experts will help you to navigate the motherhood journey by providing answers to your questions and concerns surrounding raising children, self-care, confidence, and so much more. We'll have discussions that provide practical tips and resources that you can easily implement into your busy mom life. So if you're ready to get rid of the overwhelm and start being a real happy mom, join me in the Real Happy Mom podcast. Well, hey there, and welcome back again for another episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. If this is your first time, you are in for a treat because I have a very awesome guest that is going to come on and share with you some productivity hacks. And if you are a returning listener, thank you again for listening to another episode. I am honored that you are back again. Now, this week I am talking to Rachel. She is a mother of six and a former attorney in CPA. Now, she knows about the busy working mom life and she is going to help us with breaking down some things so that we can get a little bit more organized and get more done as well as setting up a schedule for our family that everyone can follow. And last but not least, she is going to be touching on how we can tackle that to-do list and actually get things done. Because let me tell you, nothing gets me feeling really bad when I see that to-do list and nothing is crossed off at the end of the day. So we'll be talking all about that in this week's episode. But before we jump into this week's episode, I want to let you know about a quick announcement that is about our giveaway for the month of July. So during the month of July, if you leave a five-star rate and a review and also leave your IG handle in that review, you will have a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card. And this is my way of saying thank you because honestly, I could not do this without you listening. So you leaving that five-star rate and review lets me know that this is helpful for you. And I can also tell you thank you to one lucky person. So make sure you go over to uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever you like to call it, but they did change the name to Apple Podcasts. Go over there, leave that five-star rate and review and make sure to leave your IG handle in there so that I can contact you if you are the winner. Now, the next thing is, is we have another mommy win. So I want you to listen into this week's mommy win. And if you are not familiar with that, this is the part of the podcast where we have one mom come on and share their win, big or small, so that we can celebrate with them. So let's go ahead and listen to this week's mommy win. Hi, uh, my name is Shingi Hopkins and I run a Instagram page called the Hazel Hopkins, which Hazel is my middle name. I currently have a business in education. I run an online school, uh, which predominantly works around Africa. And my win is just getting my business set up and all the partnerships, which I've currently achieved was one of the hardest things to achieve because uh, partnerships with bigger schools are really difficult to come by and uh, them just accepting a partnership with a small online school as myself was one of my biggest achievements and I cannot wait to expand. I already have students this year which is another win so currently I do have quite a few wins and I am very happy and 
really excited for the future of my business. Shingi, that is a huge mommy win. So congrats to you and kudos for getting all that done because I know it took a lot of hard work and a lot of time too. So congrats to you and I am super excited and super proud of you. Now, if you are listening and you would like to be featured in an upcoming mommy win, it's really simple. All you have to do is go over to Instagram and follow me at Real Happy Bomb. Then you want to go over to the DMs and there is a microphone on the lower right hand side. You want to press and hold that microphone and tell me your name, your IG handle, what you do and your win. It could be anything big or small. I just want to celebrate with you. Now that we have that out of the way, it is time to jump into this week's episode with Rachel. So I have Rachel. She's going to be talking to us about some ways that we can be a little bit more productive. So Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, Rachel, before we jump into our topic, I just wanted you to share a little bit about you and what you do. Well, um, I'm a productivity coach and I'm also a mom of six. And my journey started almost 17 years ago when I had my oldest daughter and I hadn't really properly planned for daycare and she was born and we went to work and she came with us. And um, my husband and I had a lot of practice at the time. I used to be an attorney and a CPA and doing all the in the office, relying on somebody else's schedule stuff. And as we added kids, I just decided I didn't like that life. I didn't like what I was doing. And I also didn't like being stuck to a desk and a court schedule and all that stuff. So I gradually made my way home. And now um, I coach women um, in their businesses, many, many coaches um, since I started in the health and fitness industry, as well as a coach, because I love health and fitness. And I've slowly evolved here because I realized that moms, not only did they struggle to find time for a workout, they struggled time for themselves in general. They struggled with time to clean their houses, for their businesses, for their kids, and trying to do all the things. And I kind of helped them put that all together and make it happen so they can grow their business. Awesome. And I love how you kind of figured out that it's like kind of a complete circle. Like mm-hmm. we are not just like one thing that we need to focus on. And I love when we talk about productivity because it's <laughs> something that I have been trying to work on myself. So I wanted you to start with sharing some ways that moms can get started with being a little bit more organized with their daily schedules so that they can be more productive. Yeah, super good question. So I have found that Many of us, when it comes to our kids, we just live this like letting our kids kind of control the schedule life, like fly by the seat of our pants. And if the toddler's having a bad day, we revolve around that. Um, We go around the kid's schedule and we really don't create the schedule proactively ahead of time. So when I work with women, it's all about creating the schedule and kind of making it a no excuses kind of things. And now I always get the, well, what about when emergencies arise? And I get it. I, one time last summer, I had something scheduled and my son was outside and cut his knee open and we had to go to the emergency room to get it stitched. Like you can't avoid those kind of things, but you can, um, for the most part, 99% of the time you plan out your day and it's just a non-negotiable if that's the way your schedule is going to be, regardless of what happens around you. I'm just thinking about myself. So as far as like making it so it's non-negotiable, I know in the mornings, my son, we're still working on virtual school. We're still mm-hmm. going to um, go through school. And then after that, he has his free time. So let's just say my son is like, oh no, mommy, I don't want to. Like, can we do it later? So I would just stay firm and be like, no, this is what we're doing now. And then later yes. you can go do that. 
Absolutely. And like using the later, the free time as the reward, you get this stuff done, then you're going to get the reward to go outside. And the thing with kids is a lot of times, you know, we say, Oh, my, you know, my son just won't go for that. Or my daughter cries when I have her do that. They're going to the first time because they're testing you. There's that resistance there. They don't like change either, but the more you enforce that this is the plan, then the better off it's going to be because they're going to start following it. I, um, I'm not perfect. There's a lot of times with my kids. I'm like, Oh, you need to have my girls do gymnastics at home. You need to have these things done before you can go outside. And next thing I know they've come to me, can we go outside mom? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Cause I'm busy. And I realized they didn't finish the things. And so we all, you know, we make errors, we make mistakes, but our kids test us. And the more firm you are, the less they're going to protest and the more likely they are just to get the schoolwork done and then go outside. Cause that's how it is. And then all of a sudden one day you realize you're not wasting the mental energy, the time, all that stuff fighting with them anymore. They're just doing it. And so then you're controlling, I hate to use the word control, but it comes up a lot. You're controlling what's going on with the schedule and the kids aren't the ones in the driver's seat. Yes. And so I, I know you were talking about the kids and making mm-hmm. sure that we get them on board. Are there certain things that you feel that we should incorporate into those schedules to make us a little bit more effective and productive? Yeah. The first thing, and this is not totally answering your question, but the first thing that I always talk to my clients about is include your kids and your spouse and whoever's in your house in on planning the schedule. Because again, we want to reduce the resistance. And so when we tell our kids, well, here's what you're going to do from eight to nine. And from nine to nine 30, you're going to do this. They're more likely to protest. Or if you sit down with them and make the schedule with them. So we make our schedule on Sunday nights where we look at the week, figure out where things are going to all be placed. Um, and then we make the schedule together, then there's a lot less resistance and that works with your spouse too. So if you feel like they're always like coming and I have a lot of clients that say, why this plan? And then my husband said, well, I'm going to go into work early. So I can't be there to do, you know, watch the kids while you're working on that. And she's like, there, I can't do anything about that. It's again, kind of that proactive ahead of time thing to, um, you know, get your spouse on board. So they know that this is important and this is what's going to happen so that they don't come in and kind of totally wreck the schedule as well. Yes, I'm with you on that because I don't know how many times I'm like, oh, yeah, babe, I'm going to go schedule um, or I have a recording that I scheduled and he's like, oh, yeah, I I forgot to tell you I got this meeting and I'm like, no, you don't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I did it. I scheduled first. Yeah. Yeah. And just making that schedule known. I mean, put it up on the whiteboard in the kitchen so everybody can see like from eight to nine, we do science and from nine to nine to 15, it's snack time and just really so it's out there. There's no denying. Nobody can say, well, I didn't know. And then I think to answer your actual question about what to include in the schedule, I include things like free time, my workouts. Um, I've got a client, I was working with her yesterday and she pulled her Google schedule up. She actually schedules in from eight to eight 30 that that's when she showers. That's on the schedule. So it depends on how I don't go that far with it because a shower is like a non-negotiable for me after my workout, but you know, putting every little detail in there, but scheduling the things you don't think you need to schedule like free time. We just take that for granted. We think, well, we'll have the free time when we're done with all this stuff. And how many times do you get the end of your day and you haven't taken a breath and you didn't have that free time or for my clients that worry that they're not present enough with their kids schedule in, you know, I like a half an hour before you're going to work on something like focused for two hours. Let's say you've got to focus, give your kids that half an hour, that half an hour goes so far into helping them feel loved and appreciated and all the things. So they're less likely to interrupt you when you're doing that. And then I just mentioned the focus time. We all need focus time. Um, I used to be a huge multitasker. I could like nurse the baby while I was typing a brief and listen to a podcast and feed the toddler, right? All at the same time. And like, that doesn't work. Our brains can't handle that. And so we need to schedule in that focus time because there are things that we need to focus on. And again, you know, warning your kids saying, this is mom's focus time. I'm not going to, you know, you can't interrupt me during this time. 
Yes. And you brought up one thing about workout time, because I will be honest, if I don't schedule it or make time for it, it does Mm -hmm. not happen. Um, So I'm glad that you brought that up Mm -hmm. because I know that that's like a big thing that a lot of moms, including myself, would be like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have Mm -hmm. time. But if we schedule it, it, you do have time for it. It's easy to say, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And I'm a huge believer in the morning workout. Um, That's like just non-negotiable for me because you, you get busy, you find things come up, the kid needs to go to the emergency room, the whatever happens and you don't get it done. Like that's just kind of one of those things that I do first thing in the morning. So I don't spend the rest of my day trying to figure out when it's going to happen. Yeah. And then for the focus time, I was just curious, do you kind of um, work with either for yourself or for your clients, like trying to figure out the best time for that focus time, or you just have, Mm -hmm. um, is it certain times that we find that most people are just more productive and can focus better? Yeah. Good question. It's a combination of things. Find out when you're most focused. Some, some of my moms, they say that at eight o'clock at night when the kids go to bed and they've got two hours to get after it's the best time. I would create the worst like garbage possible at eight o'clock at night. Like my mind's gone by then. And so that would not be a good time for me. It's also about like looking at your kid's schedule. And I found that when you're homeschooling your kids, if you give your kids math to do while you need to write a blog post, for me, that didn't work. Cause my kids would say, well, I have a question about this. And then they're like bugging me. They're interrupting me constantly while I'm trying to focus. And so giving my focus time, maybe while they've got screen time or while they're doing their gymnastics conditioning so that it's not like, you're not button heads all the time on who's going to get your attention. It's just, it's again, it's like working that whole schedule together. And that's why, you know, when we first started homeschooling a couple years ago, I thought we were going to have this like free great day. And my, I tell my kids here, girls, you need to do math and English and grammar today. English and grammar are kind of the same thing. Um, spelling, whatever. I'd give them their topics and think that they just burn through the list and it'd go great. And it was a nightmare. They weren't getting anything done. They were like asking me questions when I was busy working on something and it was, it was a disaster and it was miserable. Um, we talked about in the pre-interview how hard homeschooling was at first because it took a while to get in that rhythm. And, but as soon as I started scheduling it, that like, this is when I'm going to work on this or like right now while I'm recording a podcast, they're doing something that they don't need to be, they don't need help with. Cause then as soon as your kids need help, they don't like, they don't go look for something else to do. They sit there and they wait for you. So if it takes you half an hour before you can answer their question, they get nothing done. And now they're a half an hour behind as well. I know you touch on it a little bit, but I just want you to talk a little bit about these long to-do lists that we have um, <laughs> as far as like how we can tackle those. Because I know a lot of times as moms, we have this like, I feel like it's an endless to-do list. It is. And <laughs> we get pulled in so many different directions. You know, people need us, our kids need us. And it seems like we can't get those things done. So I just wanted you to talk to us about, you know, how we can tackle this to-do list and be a lot more productive as far as checking things off and getting things done. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our to-do list has to do with our thinking and our thoughts about it. So when we have the never ending to-do list and, you know, there's 20 things on it, I was famous for doing this. I'd have this huge to-do list and every night I'd lay up bed and I'd evaluate myself. I'd think, okay, you know, did I get everything done? And I never did. So I'd always go to bed feeling awful because I didn't do it at all, right? So what I started doing, like I mentioned on Sundays, is when we create the schedule. So I make, you know, the to-do list, all the things I want to get done this week. Some of that to-do list kind of started being generated from the week before. And then I'd find places for it on my calendar. And the thing is, is I have kind of a rule of three about everything. When it comes to my girls say, how many sets should I do of gymnastics? I'm like, do three. You know, how many, you know, this should I do? Do three. I just love the number three. Um, And I didn't listen to that. I guess when it came to kids, I doubled that. But 
the rule of three is always kind of nice. So stick to three things a day. So um, yesterday um, I was finishing up recording of um, a course that I'm putting together. Um, I had, um, no, I can't even remember what I did yesterday. I can't remember. Oh, I'm putting together a freebie and there was something else, but I limited it to three things. And the thing is, is when you get to the end of your day and you feel like you didn't get everything done, you feel awful, but you can do the same number of things and get to the end of the day and look at the list that you had. And you finished all of those strings, three things. Now you feel good going into the next day. You did the same amount. You were just as productive, but you feel better about it because you only had three things on the list. And it, so it's kind of like you, you know, you limit it to three things, you get done with those things and you're done. Cause the other thing I would always do is I'd be like, Ooh, I'll do something for tomorrow. That'll make me feel really good. So you constantly feel like you're doing and you're looking and you're, you know, you're going, going instead of it's done. It's enough. Now I can enjoy the free time with my kids rather than, Oh my gosh, I got these other things I need to get done. So let, figuring out the to-do list at the beginning of the week and limiting to three projects a day. Now, obviously some days, you know, you have little things that you need to do every day. I don't include those in the three things, but, um, the three main projects, it was interesting. I was watching when I was homeschooling my daughter. So I had, um, I think it was a first grader and a third grader at the time. And the first grader always got done with her stuff quicker and she'd get done with grammar before the third grader. And I'd get anxious. And I was like, well, I got to find something else for her to do. We need to go, maybe you could write a pair or, you know, I give her some random project to do because I didn't feel good about the fact that she was done and she wasn't doing anything. And I had to check myself and say, wait a minute, I'm teaching her that it's not okay to get done and take a break. I'm teaching her that she's got to keep going and find another project. So it was a really good check for me as well to say, okay, you finished that. Great. Go, you know, watch a little TV or go have that fun time now because you finished what you needed to get done. And when you were talking about the the rule of three, I had the same thing too, where I can only do, I give myself only three things that I have to do that day. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, what I've been doing is doing a done list. So what did I get done? Because yes. sometimes I will beat myself up and be like, oh, I got nothing done. And then I look at what I did do. I'm like, man, I was killing it today. I killed it. <laughs> yeah. I have a client that every time we get on a call, she says, oh, I'm just a scourge. I didn't get anything done. And I said, why don't you tell me what you've done since we talked last? And she gives me this whole list of stuff. And I'm like, look at what you've done. So we started too. I just said, every time you're feeling like you haven't done anything, it's time for you to um, you know, make that list and decide, like, I did do get a lot of things done. I did so many things today. And focusing all the things you do get done instead of focusing so much on all the things that you aren't finishing. Yes, yes. And I wanted you to to talk to us a little bit more about some of your other clients and give us some unique situations and issues that they were dealing with. They wanted to be more productive, but they were having some trouble, but you were able to show them ways to get things done, whether at work or at home. Yeah. So I think um, one of the big ones is I had a client that was moved home, with, like all of us were, when we had to, um, when, the, when the quarantine happened, all of a sudden she was like, okay, I'm trying to do my day job and I've got three kids, one, three and five years old. And I still, I want to grow my business. Like, how can I do all of it? And I'll admit when I first started talking with her and she was telling me all the things that she needed to do with school and all these things, I was like, wow, I'm not really sure you can accomplish all that. But what we did is we worked on the different tasks that she needed to get done and, you know, finding the times of course to fit those in. But a lot of the things I realized with my clients is there's so many things that we need to do there that we really don't need to do, if that makes any sense at all. So it's like, you know, we think that she was spending a lot of time on the images for her um, Instagram posts. And it's like, that's fun and everything. And if you want to, you know, mess around with that in your free time, but when you need to get an Instagram post out, like get the image done and get it on its way. So it's kind of like that uh, idea. I, a woman I follow talks about doing B minus work. 
and it goes against everything like I used to believe in that it was like it had to be perfect. You got to get stuff out there that's maybe not 100% the way you want it because you got to get it out there. You can always go back and fix it, make it better, but just getting the work out there is so important. So looking at your to-do list and deciding like, what do I really need to be doing here? Is all this stuff really going to help get me where I want to go, whether it's build the business or, you know, your full-time job or whatever, like, what do I really need to be doing here? And so we found a lot of things that she was doing that she had to do, she thought that really didn't need to happen, that we could kind of cross up the list. And then she focused on the essentials. And again, so much of this is about our minds and what we see as manageable. And if we see it as unmanageable, we just throw up our hands and we don't want to do anything. We just, we just avoid it. And then we end up watching Netflix, which I've been there, <laughs> watched a lot of Netflix over the quarantine, but we end up doing a bunch of stuff that really doesn't get us where we want to go. It just makes us get for, feel further and further behind. You brought up something a couple of times here now about, you know, it's in our minds. So I just wanted you to just help us out a little bit if we're like, okay, well, we have this long to-do list. Like, how can we determine what is most important? Like, what do I need to focus my, my time and attention on so that I'm actually getting the things that do need to be done, um, done instead of working on Instagram photos that mm. don't really matter? <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing about the Instagram photos is I found with a lot of my clients too, like they focus on those things because they're trying to avoid something else. Gotcha. Like, so it's kind of looking at that stuff. I know I used to teach college courses online and I hated grading papers. And I find myself doing the silliest stuff because I didn't want to grade those papers. And so kind of like taking a look at, well, why don't I want to do, why do I spend so much time on the Instagram stuff versus the other things? But it's just really, it's about priorities. And I, a lot of times I'll look at, um, you know, when it comes to grading papers for school, those that has to be done. So that's a high priority when it comes to the Instagram images, you know, those don't really need to be done perfect. They need to be done. Um, and so it's just really about ranking things in priority. I also really like to look at like how thing, long things are going to take because sometimes it feels really good just to cross something off. It may not be like essential, important, but if like posting the Instagram post feels good, get that done right away because you're going to get that done, cross it off the list, and then it's done versus the really, really hard thing that's just going to make you feel like you're never finished and it's taking forever and you just got to keep going, going, going with it. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that one. I feel really good when I cross something off the to-do list. And I forgot mm -hmm. who I was listening to. He was like, yeah, even if it wasn't on the to-do list and I got something done, I'll put it on the list and cross I've, it off. <laughs> right? Yep, so, I've totally been there. Yep, we do that because it just, it makes us feel good. So doing things that are going to make you feel good, but also knowing that it feels good to like actually have the important things done and getting the, um, you know, the, the things that are done. And, you know, a lot of it is knowing your business. And when I work with my clients, I get to know their businesses very well. And it's looking at, you know, I can help them decide what those priorities are. Um, you know, again, you know, uh, a lot of times we spend a lot of time doing things that aren't necessarily income producing in our business. And we need to focus on those income producing things, which is building the relationships with potential clients and those things where, you know, creating the beautiful images in your Facebook group, probably not the best use of your time if you feel like you're short on time and you're not getting to all the other things. Got it. Got it. Now you gave us a lot of great tips and strategies. I just wanted you to just share with us either a motivational quote or some words of encouragement for us real happy moms. I just shared this quote on my Facebook um, page this morning and it was about how you, oh gosh, how do I, how did I put it? I'm going to have to actually look it up because I want to quote myself exactly. It was a good one. It was like one of those thoughts I woke up this morning with. Oh, that's a good one. I like yeah, that. Yeah, start my you. day with this one. <laughs> um, but it really kind of summarizes up like what, how I see like building our business. And it was building a business is not about being busy. It is about being productive. Mm -hmm. And so you look at the word business, 
It's got the word busy in it. And I guess I've never really looked up the background on it, but I'm guessing that's where it came from is that our business meant we were busy, but that's not what it's about. Cause we can be busy doing a whole bunch of stuff that isn't going to get us anywhere. We can be busy with our kids doing a bunch of stuff, but it's not necessarily, you know, what it is that's going to um, get us through our day the best way. So it's about being productive. Yes. Yes. Now, if we want to connect with you or learn more about you online, where can we find you? Um, the best place is in my Facebook group. Um, and you can search for it. And every time I have to say this out loud, I mess it up, but it's increased productivity and profit. Um, that's the Facebook group. You can join us there. And I just throw out lots of tips. We're doing a challenge this week on up-leveling productivity. And it's a lot of the things that I talked about here, but giving some real good homework to send everybody away with, you know, creating that schedule and putting those things into action so that they can start building them into our lives. And I think the thing to remember most is that these things take time to work, just like homeschooling. It doesn't work the first week. It's hard the first week. You want to give up, you want to quit, but it's having that challenge. And that's, what's actually going to get you over the hurdle and into that productive mode most of the time. Yes, I can totally agree with that. I wouldn't say it was even the first or second week. It was probably the first month, <laughs> but she finally got uh-huh. it. Yeah, I threatened my kids. I'm like, you're going back to school. We can't do this. This is ridiculous. So many. T- and I still do some days, you know, it's just, it's kind of how it is, but it's kind of getting that, pulling yourself back in and deciding what you really want in life and deciding how bad you want it. Yes, yes. Now, Rachel, thank you so much for coming on. It has been so great having you. I really, really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Now, Rachel has a lot of other great tips and tricks, and I am so honored that she was able to come on and share some of that with us today. Now, if you want to get some of the links or just get an overview of what was talked about here on this episode, go over to realhappymom.com slash 88. That's the number 88. And there you'll find the links as well as the show notes there. And also a link to... Get the Ultimate Working Mom Hacks. This is a 11-page PDF that I have featured nine working moms who I absolutely love and look up to, and they are sharing their hacks for working moms so that they can live with grace and ease and not be stressed and overwhelmed. So you want to get this PDF if you are wanting to get some of those productivity hacks, similar to what Rachel mentioned today, or if you are just wanting to you know, make things better for yourself. So go over to realhappymom.com slash 88 and you'll find the link there. And don't forget about the giveaway. Make sure you leave that five-star rating and review and don't forget to leave that IG handle because if you are the winner, I want to be able to contact you. And that giveaway is for a $50 Amazon gift card. Now that's it for this week. Next week, I'll be talking to Paula about some time management. Now, this is something that I absolutely love, love, love to talk about and get more information about is because time is something that we have a limited amount of. And if we use it well, we can get so many things done and our lives can be so much better. So you definitely want to tune in next week on Tuesday for the episode that I want to share with you with Paula. Now that's it for this week. Make sure to tune in on Tuesday and I will talk to you then. Take care and with lots of love.